Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Recorded live. Hey, it's Mike, and uh, again, it's old religion dystopia. I'm going to try to find uh, Mark here. Looks like he's ready. Crazy looking. I don't know why you can't subscribe. Why? Oh, anyways, hey, I'm I'm totally I'm totally zoned out here. All right, sorry about that, folks. What the heck's going on? This is not the best way to start a show. Anyways, yeah, it's uh, old religion dystopia. And I'll add Mark. And let's see what's going on. I'm here. Hey, man, how's it going? It's going. It's been a long day, man. I imagine it has. <laughs> a lot of work? A week. Yeah, you could say that. Well, I'm trying to figure out what's going on here. Um, so, like Al just said from uh, YouTube, he says, uh, you know who uh, Deborah Haralam 
Paulos? Paulos? I don't know. Haralampopoulos? Is that who it is? Yeah, Yeah, she's one of our members. Okay, she just said, uh, uh, left a message. Uh, Mark, great interview. Trying to describe why can't I? I wonder if that's if she's trying to about the same thing as your website. I could try to subscribe to or, or uh, sign in and it won't let me. Nothing happens. You just get a blank a blank page on my website. Yeah, man. It says membership only. Log in, and then you either have the wrong username or the wrong uh, password. So username, I'll check username. that out for you. And also, if you have uh, if 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 at any point two people try to log in on the site using uh, the same username and email with different IP addresses, the site blocks it. It's, uh, a, it's, a, it's an account sharing uh, protocol. that It's like a prevention, you know what I mean? And uh, our membership platform does that automatically for us. So well, we, have a, we have a membership plugin that, that handles all that stuff. So, But uh, what you do is, is you have to make sure that you're logged out. You can only be logged in on one device at a time. And and from one IP address at a time. That way, you know, the membership plugin will allow it. And then what it is is if it recognizes you as the same IP that's tried to do it before, it'll block uh-huh. you until you actually clear your cookies and shut your internet down and turn it back on. So cause, because it recognizes the same session as the last time you tried to log in. So you got to restart the session. If you're on an iPad, or a tablet, the only way to do that is to clear your history and your cookies and then shut the Wi-Fi off because you don't actually have the ability to quit Safari on an iPad. I don't know if you, if you knew that, or, or in the other browsers. There's no right-click and a menu pops up and it says quit session, nothing like that. So you have wow. to turn the Wi-Fi off it, to manually quit the session, and then when you come back, it'll, it'll let you log right in. Right. But By the it, way, we're, it's we're, a pain in the ass, but it is, you know, it's kind of one of those things that, you know, you got to do. I mean, I had one guy log in before I got that. I had one guy logging in on 13 devices at the same time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I mean, it's like, listen, you know, I mean, I don't mind you show your wife, your kids, you know, your family or whatever. But, you know, it's like, come on, guy, you know. Yeah, sure. Well, I'll do that. So, anyways, folks, we're talking about this uh, crypto reality dot U.S., and Mark, you can find him on the Facebook. Is there is that cool for your shout out to you that way? Mark? What happened to Mark? Mark? I'm I'm actually here. Uh, oh, you, uh, yeah, you, you, it's you, funny you, you dropped out for a second, but uh yeah, you can find me on Facebook, Mike. Anybody who's listening, uh you can just look for, you know, Mark Zasky on Facebook and I, I can tell you this, though. We are trying to move off of social media permanently. Uh, we don't view that as like a, a good way to actually share the information. It's It just seems to be a den of like, you know, ignorance and skepticism, and, and people have a tendency to view what they see on Facebook, I think, more as entertainment or, or you know, not take it as seriously. And so we, we're in the process of moving everything to the website, so... In the near future, you won't you won't see anything anywhere except maybe on a few things on YouTube and then on our on our membership support site. Yeah, I understand. That's, I understand completely. The Facebook is one of those things. I I put some of my uh, shows on, and uh, you know, uh, everybody does respond. 
you know, this thing I've, I've noticed about my followers, or I don't know, it shouldn't be followers, people that listen to me, I don't want any followers, <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that uh, I think they kind of become conditioned that I don't respond. Like in the chat rooms and stuff like that, I just don't, don't, don't respond. And I'm just too busy interviewing or talking to somebody to like, and I'm not very good at multitasking. And then the other thing is that Facebook is just like, uh, I've had, a, you know, maybe it was through my time as a, you know, when I was trying to be a Christian, uh, on the, uh, all the stupid debating and arguing. And it's like, at a point, it's just like, you know, you can't prove your point through media. You can't, uh, uh, through uh, Facebook, you can't, it is so easy to, to type a few words in and be completely misunderstood. Yeah, yeah. The whole text, <laughs> the whole text, the whole text thing is is uh, it just doesn't even matter where you're at. I I've, I get accused of that all the time, man. And it's like you know I was laughing when I wrote that. I don't know you know what's going on here. It's hard to convey a sense of like sarcasm. You know what I mean? <laughs> Without yes. sounding like a complete ass. <laughs> yeah, and if you don't know the person, then how will you know? And you don't know their personality because everyone's a little bit different. And you know, there's a lot of good guys out there that have a sense of sarcasm. So, yeah, if, you, if yeah. you don't know who they are, then you're like, it, oh, it, this guy's being it a just jerk. sounds cynical. You know, you just sound like a cynic, and nobody likes you. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, it's funny, but text is that way, man. You know, you can't convey uh, a sense of. Uh, of tone or candor or anything like that so but it, you hey, know look, aside from that man i agree you know i look at that whole thing as you know essentially it's one big you know sounding board for you know consciousness studies and you know i mean i'm sure that uh you know this is a, a definitely a, a prime area for you know psychological research for you know uh, agenda motivated propaganda and you know what i mean I, mean, oh, yeah. I see that all the time. I see ads, and I'm like, first of all, who would write an ad like this? You know what I mean? Like, what? I don't. I don't even understand half of the things that that I'm seeing. You know, like why I'm seeing it. You know what I mean? Why would I even be seeing this? You know? So I, I don't know. I, I find it irritating myself. So. And you know, it's it's, it's uh, CIA, the government. It's just it is. It's all part of uh, guiding the the herd. Yeah, you know, it's funny because it didn't used to be that way. And curiously, shortly after they went public, it became that way. Isn't that, isn't that curious, Mike? That's <laughs> <laughs> not surprising. Well, but, but, you know, they always have to do with all these these new devices out there. I don't even have a cell phone anymore. Yet, so, But then again, I'm not in a situation like you where you probably need to have one. But uh Oh, don't think we're not considering dumping all that as well. You know, if it wasn't for, uh, for a lot of things that we do that we need it for, I mean, I'm I'm considering landline, man. Let's go back to landline. I just want to go back to the 1980s and feel I comfortable know. in my own skin in my own house. You know what I mean? <laughs> I do. <laughs> it's like crazy, man. And I, I got rid of it a year and a half ago, and I don't miss it. I don't miss it one bit. So the, the cell phone. Good for you, man. Good for I, you. I still have my cell phone, but I use it as a camera. This is what I use, I use it right. for. That's one thing it's good for because you know you got the you know, can download some stuff and that. So, but uh, yeah, I'm not interested in it, and it's just uh, it's just uh, it's it's very uh, sell. You know, as they create more and more, uh, they divide us and subdivide us, and and create little subcultures and communities, and 
pseudo communities. It's just uh, it's pathetic. I mean, I the other day I was watching a girl go up and down the street. I don't know if I was talking to you at the time or who was. And there's a girl driving up down the street, or I mean, riding her bike up and down the street, and she's texting while she's riding. I'm like, what? Wow. No, well, that's, 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 that's like a potential Darwin Award moment. <laughs> well, it's kind of like the, that Pokemon app that everyone was obsessed with last year, and, you know, everyone was chasing it, you know? You know, yeah, like, yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? I mean, I, I never do seen, actually, yeah. But I, I mean, I've been in places where uh, I was the only person that wasn't staring at a phone, and I just like, wow, this is crazy, man. We are so. It takes it takes a lot of struggle and effort for a man or a woman to, to not behave, not to behave like an animal, and they don't even realize that they're, what they're doing. They're behaving like an animal. Yes. You know? And I, they don't think that there's, it's modern technology. I'm, it's, a, you know, the, you know, it's new technology. I, I saw a comedian about uh, two years or three years ago at the comedy corner. And uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but his name's Chris, somebody. But uh, anyway, he was like talking about that same social, uh, you know, dynamic that every, he was saying just in verbatim what you just said. And he, he's like, I can just see us in like a hundred years, how, you know, we're going to continue along this path until our arms, like, you know, s- suddenly like evolve back into our bodies and turn into these little like texting flippers. That's <laughs> 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 cracking up. Well, it's, it's all so part of it. true, it's, man. It's, you know, I mean, it's so leading true. towards this uh, Huxley and Brave New World. You know, I think we we've been in the uh, uh, George Orwellian. Uh, 1984 for quite a while, and the movement is into now the brave new world and this uh, singularity and with uh, uh, transhumanism and all that kind of stuff. And I can only imagine, you know, I mean, you're out there uh, in the real world, which it turns out to be the the bush is the real world, and and uh, you got the, the swamp or swamp Indians staring you down. They must think, man, you guys are freaking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> they got to think that we're nuts. I mean, it's just like human beings, man. What? You guys really don't got together, really. You think you do, but you don't. I, I, I can, I can, I spend a lot of time thinking about that, you know. And uh, and and if you really sit and think, um, you know, they are a race. So you know, I mean, I'm not saying that you know there's any evidence of like a culture or anything like that. I mean, they do take really good care of each other, and that's what appears to be going on. And in the research that we've conducted, you always see them in real close proximity to each other if they're not touching each other i mean they're all over each other trying to you know you can see that close contact between each other is not a some kind of a you know a no-no it's just part of like being who they are and and you can get a sense of the indifference and and that's probably the most obvious thing you know there's there's just a genuine sense of indifference and although they are curious every behavior that we see and that I can, you know, show you on film clearly represents a fear-based uh, perspective on us, and and I think that it's very telling, and uh, and I completely agree with what you said just a few minutes yeah. ago. They, they think we're nuts. I mean, I, there are men seven days a week flying around on twelve to fourteen foot high swamp buggies with six and a half foot tall tires. And 400 horsepower engines with no muffler and the pedal to the floor. 
It sounds like a drag strip in the swamp. And these guys are just like, they've got to be completely freaked out of their minds, regardless of how large they may be. I mean, there's no other way to look at it. They're not, uh, they're not with it. <laughs> they're just not with it, you know? So, I mean, that indifference I talk about is tangible. I'm telling you. <laughs> well, yeah, and it should be. It's a survival mode, man. He's just a word. You know, that when you go into their their environment, they're king, and that's the way it is. And uh, good for them, I say. Although I'm not, I'm not one of these people that wants to hang out and have a powwow with them. Uh, uh, you know, yeah. uh, I, I I do. I was talking about this the other day. Uh, or the, you know, the show I just did a show with. Uh, not today. I did a show with uh, Joseph, Joseph Atwell, author of Caesar's Messiah. But last night. I did a show with a guy named uh, Jose Barrera and uh, another friend of mine, uh, Nino Tudemo, Tudino. And Nino and I are doing the series on the punk thing. But we we did a show on uh, the, uh, I, I titled it, The Euro-Americano Magis and Their Magic Tricks with a K, the magic. And, <laughs> uh, and we were talking, I was talking to... Uh, what the were you talking about now? What were you and I talking about? I lost train of thought. There was an echo, and I lost train of thought. Dang it. Oh, we were we were we were talking about the indifference that they show. If that helps. <laughs> oh, uh, is he here? Oh with yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I know. I, I know what I'm saying. I'm saying. Hey, listen. Um, uh, what I was trying to say is, is that um, you know I never seen him. I never seen this amazing creature or being or human. Humanoid, but uh, and I don't want to, but I really, really, really uh, want to believe. <laughs> you know, and the reason why that is because I want to believe there's at least a few, right? Well, I don't think they can still kick our ass. You know what I mean? Some <laughs> right. you know, honestly, I mean, that's no, just, I get it, man. I get it. You know, I'm I'm the same way. Uh, you know, hey, man, look, I I probably would be doing something very different right now if it wasn't for, you know, some of the things that I was exposed to and the experiences I had. I'd be searching for for moments like what I've been having somewhere else, and that's just what it is. And I think that, you know, people like us are searchers, man. We're searching for it, you know what I mean? The I, truth, I, I would be in the same. The, the well, truth is everything, you know? Yeah. You know, when I was uh, really – nature has always been an uh, important um, part of my life, and as a kid, a uh, child growing up uh, – Going down to the creek and fishing and in the woods and and all that kind of stuff. So, and then in, it, and his young man was in the environmental science field until I realized what a farce that is. But uh, and, but I've always ecology has always been interesting in, in nature and just uh, discovering a new creature. I mean, I get getting excited about seeing a flying squirrel or or a, uh, you know <laughs> whatever it may be. You know, something for the first time. So. And then it's like, man, you can't you can't help but start looking. But you know, I, was, I, I find it ama- amazing too because I always prided myself with my ability to spot animals. But man, you guys got a different eye, man. I've been looking at this stuff and some of these imagery, and I was like, I'm I'm, I'm it's taking time, man. There's some it's, images that I can see clearly, and other ones I'm like, wow, that the, the foliage and how they blend into these things. Yeah, the environment is like bizarre. I can see how it's, how easy it is to miss them. Well, you know, it it and it 
it's something that we had to really study and uh, and it's only been recently that we've been able to confirm and start to provide answers for all that stuff and uh, you know last time I don't think we got into any of that and so you know I mean those were the questions I feel like we were moving in that direction I think this is a great you know way to kind of kick it off um, I'd like to offer some answers to that and I think that you know on the surface it seems very simple um, but when combined, the, when the nature of their coloration is combined with their behavior and the way that they have to exist, the way that they have to eat, the way they have to kill, and the, the proximity that they have to be to the actual game, they have to sit still, they have to be very quiet, and they have to be in the right position, which requires observation. So the species itself and its primary behavior, what they engage in, most of the time, and this is what we get from our research, is that they're all about observation. These guys are about this 24-7. And, and it's really not – it doesn't have much to do with us. I'm sure when we go in the environment, we change you know, the behavior because we're there, and they're obviously going to start changing their behavior to accommodate us being there. You can't study anything without changing it. you know. And, and, and so – but there's a there's a side of this that we've experienced on many occasions that uh you know that just shows us that the spots that we do catch them on film and are always in close proximity to where we catch game species on film and um and they are a keystone species they affect every single aspect of the environment like the plants uh the trees and all of the mammals um, the reptilians, they displace the reptilians, the, the, the American alligators that are typically found in the area that we study in are nowhere to be found. Um, they, they affect everything. So, you know, in looking at all this stuff and trying to provide answers for me, man, you know what I mean? Like, how is it that I'm catching this guy on film? He's 30 feet from me. I can smell him. I even heard the bush move. That's why my camera's pointed over there. And yet I'm struggling to see him. Well, when we really started examining the time of day and all that stuff, we started to notice the, the varying degrees of light and shadow that we were catching them in. And first of all, they appear to be cognizant of their own skin color, and it varies. But the one thing they all have in common, for the most part in our group that we've been studying, is that they're achromatic in their coloration. And what that is, is their skin and their hair is, is generally between the color white and the color black and there are varying degrees of that so you would have shades of gray and then black all the way into the black so it would be darker or lighter and achromatic in the achromatic color spectrum only actually reflects about 25 percent of its natural color so those shades actually pick up the surrounding bush and retransmit those colors so what you see in our pictures a lot of the time are these green faces when they're in these green bushes. And that's because the achromatic skin color that they have, the gray skin tone, is actually picking up and absorbing and then retransmitting that light spectrum that's bouncing off of those leaves or, or being transmitted off the leaves because that's the way light works. It's actually broadcast. And, and so we had to engage in a lot of different uh, you know, types of studies that really – on the surface seemed like they had nothing to do with what we were studying, but in fact turned out to be, have everything to do with what we were studying. 
And uh, and we just actually released our findings in uh, in the members forum to our members. But we've been hinting along about all this and, and, and letting them know that we are studying this. But the bottom line is, is the achromatic color spectrum, most of these guys uh, have that, that color. It's somewhere between white and gray. And typically it's gray skin and black hair or black skin and black hair or black skin and gray hair. It's a combination or, or, or any combination of that. And, uh, and, and as such, man, in the shadow, they, they are even darker than shadow. I find it so easy to, to pick them out in, in our shots now, in our, in our clips, because now that I have the formula of what to look for, uh, the bone structure is probably the first thing that I you know, began to identify. It's, it's, it's similar to humans, but it's you know, more exaggerated. It's, it's bigger, bigger brow. The it's very brow. primitive. Yeah, 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 they have a primitive bone structure. So, you know, when you start looking at all this, and, and you know, I'm wondering, how is this guy's face green, man? You know, I mean, this guy's face is green, and it, this doesn't make any sense to me. And, you know, but now it does. And, uh, and so when sharing this information with our members and the people on our website, you know, I mean, our members on our website get all of this information in real time as we learn it. And we're learning as we go along, but this isn't something that we're guessing at. It, this took two years and, and catching these guys. I mean, we have over 1,800 still frames of these guys, and, and this has been heavily and thoroughly researched, what we're telling you. Well, I, I, I can see. I, I, you know, one of the things uh, that's interesting, first of all, the achromatic scale, the use, the use of the black and white, which is something that I was thinking about a couple of weeks ago, and it's just you're bringing that up now. Because I was thinking, you know, wouldn't it, I wonder if it would help black and white film. And looking at it through black and white film, would that help? Well, we've gone, uh, in, and this is in the last, this is only since we've been able to really repetitively document this, and now we're looking into lens filtering. We're looking into, actually, glasses that, uh, that, can change the contrast to the degree that we need because what needs to happen is the aberration itself, the chromatic aberration has to be eliminated. And if you can eliminate that, then you're, you're going to see something that the uh, colors, the colors that don't actually belong there. Uh, the ones that I have been able to see have, have come out of the bush and there's been nothing reflecting on them and they've been in open sunlight and they've had gray skin or, or black skin. Uh, if they're in the shade or or they're around any kind of a, a a wood or anything like that, their skin tones and their hair tones pick that up. Uh, this is, I believe, one of the one of the primary causes for all the confusion out there uh, with the supernatural explanations for why people have difficulty seeing these things. Uh, and and we one of the, the the biggest things that we did from the beginning with this was we took it all back to square one. And we said, listen, let's begin this with the simplest explanation. They're a natural species, and, uh, and let's try to just you know, begin documentation from that point and, and, and take the simplest explanations and theories and then begin to apply them. If they convert and we can actually repetitively prove that this theory is working, whatever it was, then we kept it. If it didn't work, then we kicked it to the curb and we came up with something else. Sure. And, and so, you know, and that's one of the reasons why you can see some of these guys the hardest thing that that anybody has tried to accomplish is showing what they look like in the face and and we're doing that ridiculously i mean this has been ridiculous and another aspect of it is the technique that we use to get them to actually come look 
you know. And so, you know, we're doing what we need to uh, to, to get them to come take a peek. I mean, obviously, sure. if, you're, if you're not studying in an area that has Sasquatch, you're at a disadvantage. So, but um, And we've had that. We've had that many times. For as many clips that you see these guys in or as much uh, imaging that you've seen, there are terabytes of footage with nothing in it. You know what I mean? What, I mean, there's what, expedition after expedition with nothing. And then, you know, finally we come up with something and then it works and they're, and they're, they're there, you know? Sure. You know, that's another thing, too, is uh, working to their advantage with the, the leaves. And, and uh, I mean, and I just think about my own imagination. And okay, if you're ignorant about what you're looking at, which I discovered through looking at your pictures that that is the case for me, <laughs> is that man, I'm seeing faces everywhere, but they're not the right faces. And when I say they're faces, they're not even real. That's they're, they're just the way uh, uh, you know. I know you're you probably know what I'm talking about when it comes to like, wow, man, those those leaves look like a one hell of a weird looking face or that leaf looks like and and they i see how they could take that advantage like i was i text you it's like man i'm looking at this this is like a two-headed creature or something and it's this got a white head and a black head and i'm like oh the white <laughs> has to has to be uh the leaves and the light reflecting on it type of you know subtle yeah you get stuff. you get a lot of a lot of blend and one of the protocols that we have we have a standard that we employ and if if i can't get multiple frames and movement and i can't tell for sure it's cut it's on the editing room floor and i can't tell you how many times we've had real footage but i've had to cut it uh there's it's just a part of what we do man and and you know i mean i look at a lot of what we do and uh, and we're not where we want to be that's for sure but we're moving in the right direction with this and the information that we've been gleaning from all of this is is getting us better footage every time that's how we know that we're on the right track where right. we started but, is not but, where hold, we're on, at, hold on, you know what I mean? Hold on before we go any further. I, I hold that thought. Please hold that thought. Sure. For anybody who listens to this and those who are listening to this, uh, this is one of those rare exceptions that, as far as a guest goes, I ask you to support him, man, because I really want him to be successful at this. So if you had the money to send this guy, help him out, man. Then most, you know, most of us are armchair warriors. So come on, man. I don't expect anything from anybody. I don't charge anything, and I don't want anything. But there are certain guests that I think are worth your time to support. If uh, if you care about this issue, maybe if you don't care about this issue, you still should support it <laughs> because this guy needs. You know, this this costs money. This costs money, man. This costs time, and you know he's you know it's uh you know he's an able-bodied man. You know he's got um, he's got a gal in his life. He's got all everything else, and. Uh, you know, um, and so it costs, it's just costing him more than you'd imagine to do this stuff. So, so. well, the other, the other aspect is this is, you know, what we do for our members is we put out a high quality research film. I mean, I, I work very, I work really hard to make sure that, you know, the films are first of all up to standard with where, you know, the best we can possibly give, give you, you know what I mean? And, uh, and our members that do contribute, they see where it's going, uh, you know, I mean, we've been able to employ drones now, and uh, we've got a very expensive drone that we fly in here regularly, and our members cool. can see where all of this is going. You know what I mean? I mean, I could fly this thing from a half a mile away right to them and, and get them on film, and we've done it. And, you know, there are films on our site. We have over 100 films now, research films on our site in the Bigfoot Researchers Journal. And, uh, and you know, I understand you had a little 
login issue there, but I'm sure that once you see what's going on, I mean, what we've tried to do with the Bigfoot Researchers Journal is not just show – we have a lot of evidence, and you're going to see that. In fact, it's overwhelming. The, the amount of footage that we have – am I, am I going on the wrong site? Is that what the problem is? I said crypto real. It's, it's cryptoreality.us, okay. and, and it'll, it will come up, and, it, and it'll, there'll be a wood background. Oh, okay, okay. And, and there's an image, and it says if you want to join, click click the Bigfoot. So you kind of like you know, find the image and click it. And, uh, and you know, I mean, th- but what it is is with the journal, we've tried to show you the background. We're showing you what happens when you do this. We're showing you how it affects our lives. We're showing you behind-the-scenes footage. We're showing you how the films get made. We're showing you how I edit the Bigfoot, how I actually look at it, how I find them. You'll see images of me doing this, and, and parts of the video are – my explaining, like, listen, this is what I'm looking for in this clip. I just loaded it. You can see it's loading. This is what happens. And, you know, I mean, there's a, there's a, just the whole gambit of what goes on with doing this full time as a cryptozoologist. And, and, you know, it's not just going to be Bigfoot. I mean, we're moving forward. Once this Amazon film comes out, we've got uh, another picture slated after this one where we're going to be going in and looking into some other cryptid species that, uh, you know, everybody wants to know more about. And uh, and I've been very curious about. So I mean, you know, we're we we like have what? every intention like, like, of continuing what's going on here. Well, I mean, I I've taken a few eyewitness reports of these uh, these man-like dogs. Oh, and, the man-dog thing. And we're looking into this. And and I've got a few eyewitnesses that I mean, these people are just like so credible. You, you, when you talk to them, it's like you know they sound like me. You know. Like, uh-huh. this is really what we're experiencing. All you have to do is come here. So we're working on that. Um, obviously, it's one step at a time. You know what I mean? And uh, and so we're going to finish this film. I'm actually shooting day after tomorrow. Shooting begins for the back end of the back half of the film. And uh, so there's 10 days right there of intensive field research and, uh, and, and you know, shooting and stuff for the, for the Amazon release. But, but yeah, I mean, uh, we, we – we give as much as we can, you know. I mean, uh, I think I don't. I I don't get. I rarely get any complaints from our members because we are producing, and that's the main thing. I mean, there's a lot of research going on out there, and there's a lot of people really trying hard to do this. We've been very lucky that we found an area like the one we found. I'll, I'll just put it that way because these things are so difficult to to find to begin with, and you know, I mean. I was fishing with my brother one day, and we, we flat out walked up on this spot. This is not the spot that I had my sighting in. It's a completely different area, and, and it turns out that this, this area, for one reason or another, they will not leave or abandon this area, no matter how much we go in. It's just – and it's somewhere you would never expect. And, uh, and, you know, I mean, I've had meetings with scientists about this. On Friday, I had a meeting with – Oh, uh, yeah. Tell us about that. What was going on government, that? And that was interesting. Well, it was an ambush. I mean, uh, as usual, I got ambushed. <laughs> I got I got ambushed. Uh, supposed to be with hey, one before, before before you get going on this. I, I'm sorry, I keep on interrupting you. I've now done this about a half dozen. No, times. man, go ahead. The one thing I was I want to say is I I have been spending a, a lot of my waking hours researching this, in particular finding credible sources, and that's one of the reasons why I actually reached out to Mark. Uh, is because you know, but most the best you're going to get from most of these these folks and on YouTube and all that might be a picture, might be a picture. 
But you have multiple, not might be a pitchers, but real pitchers, something that's, then there's, there's a, a humanoid, a creature that is real. If it is not real, then Mark is one of the, the most am, amazing uh, special <laughs> effects uh, dudes that I've ever come across, and I'd want to know him just for that one reason alone. <laughs> I got <you. laughs> If there's something going on, there, there's a conspiracy, a vast conspiracy of individuals that are in these bushes perpetrating this on me, okay? I believe it. There I has to be because the amount of things that we've uh, – you know the amount of things that we've experienced, and, the, and the, the guys out there that I have seen, the things that are happening. Um, you know, at times, like when we first went in and stuff, I, I struggled with it. I honestly believed it was homeless people. I, I thought that there was no way that this was possible. I mean, I knew that they were real. I'd seen one, and my son had seen one, and I'd been exposed to it down here for a long time. And I heard many stories. I interviewed my first eyewitness. At 15 years old, and those people were traumatized. You know, this thing came down out of a tree and chased them. And you know, I mean, it's like you know, you see these people are. Te- it's like they're telling you this, and it's the most surreal thing anybody could tell you. But they're keeping a straight face, and they look panicked. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like you know. But I never thought in a million years that like I'm just a regular guy who stumbled onto this, and and I took the time is the difference, and I just haven't stopped yet. You know what I mean? So that's what you'll see. You're going to see it. I'm telling you. And that's, you know, and I'll tell you this, it's going to get better because like I said, our, our information is getting better because I spend seven days a week crunching data from the film that we get. Where am I going to get this guy next time? Where is he at? Why is he there? What's going on? What was going on? We walked, there's a million different variables that are being crunched in all of this. And it shows in the footage because it's getting better. You know, I mean, I, I, uh, I have one of your images as uh, my screensaver. One of my screens. It's part of my. Well, it's a slideshow. That's button. awesome, man. Yeah, I do because that's a you know, compliment. You know, that's a compliment. Well, yeah, for for me it is because I, you know, I I don't know how much of it is coming from a guy like me and just another, you know, bozo on the bus. But uh, uh, you know, now, anybody yeah. who takes the time to look at our information deserves my respect, and I understand that to my core. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's amazing stuff. It is really. I, I, I uh, how do I say this? I guess it doesn't really matter because I'm not part of the inner circle when it comes to this stuff. Uh, I, uh, I the, the images that I see are more powerful to me than the Patty film, Patterson film, and that's you know right there in your face. Uh, only because of certain reasons, of certain things that I know and understand that could be clouding my uh, judgment when it comes to the Patty film. I'm not saying it's I still struggle. Well, I'll say it. I still struggle with it. I'm like 80% confident that the Patty <laughs> film is right. There's still that 20% doubt. And um, But these pictures, man, I'm watching these things, and I'm like, dude, it's, I'm sorry. It's, I see that head. I see that face and then those trees, and that's real. You know, once you can distinguish between all the the uh, things that the, the mind tricks and how the eye plays with you, and then in, in, and I can see how this this uh, creature, this humanoid, uses that to its advantage, because I'm here, I am, you know, looking and looking, and and damn, it's right there. 
<laughs> even you even highlight it, you even circle it, you lighten it up. And I'm like, ah, no, I'm going to look all around before I trust that. And they're like, right. Shoot, man, that really well, is. Well, you know, and there's a there's a there's an obvious disconnect between what we go through and what we catch on film as a result of what we go through in the field, and then the viewer. What you see is a finished product of like a lot of work in the field, <clears throat> and and it gets difficult at times with what goes on and the nature of the species and being in cro- in close proximity to them. It's very difficult uh, because they're autonomous. They do what they want. It's not one of these things where, you know, you just on cue, these guys do what you want. You know what I mean? So at times we can do certain things and we'll get a reaction. And we have caught that on film. But we do our best to keep the cameras rolling because I feel and, and the team feels really that the more footage that we have, for corroboration of the occurrence, when we do catch them on film, the better the viewer gets an idea of what's going on and, and really the truth of what's going on. One of the first things that this uh, biologist said to me when I walked in the door, and there were a few other people in there, and it wasn't supposed to be, was, you know, first of all, I just want to say we know who you are. We know who you are. And I was like, okay, here it comes. You know what I mean? And uh, and I just want you to know that there's we, nothing there's nothing that we've seen that can't be explained in a different way than you're explaining it. And so basically they said, we're not going to look at anything that you have to show us. We're going to go ahead and dismiss it all before we even begin the conversation. And that's exactly what they attempted to do. However, two hours later, it was it was a it was a different kind of thing going on. Not that they came around to my point of view and the truth of what's going on here in Palm Beach County, but I had a different point of view of what they were going through and what they were you know, uh, all about. And there's only two things that this can be, and I'll just put it this way. Either these people are managing the areas that these guys live in and, in, and, and through that, incidentally, managing the species – here in Palm Beach County, and they are guilty with character defects of lying to the public, or they're blissfully unaware that this is going on because their their subjective points of view on the entire issue prevent them from objective examination of the evidence that we brought, and they're still guilty of blatant character defect, in fact, scientific defect. And so either way, we're looking at defects in, in, in the biology uh, area here in Palm Beach County. There's no way you can get around that. I got the general sense that at least one of these guys knew exactly what was going on. He lost his temper for a few seconds when I told – when I said that – I didn't get to finish my sentence, but I started it out with, well, you know, when I aggressively – you know, when I behave aggressively towards them, this guy's face turned five shades of red, and he shifted in his chair – and if you don't think this is real and there's nothing to it, then you don't have an emotional reaction when I say something like that. But if someone said that to me – now, I didn't get to finish my statement, and I had to stop in mid-sentence because I, I witnessed this four feet away from me. He was across the table from me. This guy lost his temper when I said that, and I, he knew exactly what I was talking about. We were having a conversation about it with three biologists, and 
I, re- I said, well, let me rephrase that and finish my sentence, and then he kind of calmed down. And I said, when I aggressively pursue them to actively you know, catch them on and document them so that we can you know, try to validate them, and then he kind of calmed down. I, and I was very clear with him, and it was interesting because when I said at no time have I ever been aggressive with them or you know, tried to hurt them, he instantly calmed down. Now, if you don't even think this is real, then what's with all that? You know what I'm saying? Can you hear me? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, I'm sorry, man. I have his on mute, man. I was talking. I was like, hey, what the heck? <laughs> Can I respond? Oh, that's okay. That's okay. Uh, uh, um, yeah, um, yeah. So I found that I, interesting. I, you know? I find that very interesting, and I find that um, very common whenever you uh, uh, challenge the official uh, narrative and the people that know that the official narrative is BS – yeah, and because uh, you know, because now they're taking it personally, and it's a personal attack to their own character. Uh, and it and was about, interesting, man. It, you it know, bothers- the other thing, the other thing, Mike, that that I the most striking aspect of this entire meeting was that it was blatantly obvious that they were trying to figure out how to get rid of me. They wanted me gone from from those areas because they had they tried they made every attempt to try to figure out. If I was trespassing or doing something wrong in that area, and and I mean it was blatant, you know, and I had to be very clear about all of the stuff that we were we were doing. Trespassing. What yeah, I mean they were they had maps, they had all these maps on the wall, and uh, and they were literally going over these maps with me, well, and trying to trick me, you know, and 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 well we Wait burned a minute. this. They you, said, you, have, you have said, three biologists, biologists with. Bunch of maps on the wall. Uh huh. That that means that that means a lot in itself, dude. Oh, I know. Trust me, man. I was there, and I'm telling you, it, when I left there, I said either way, these guys are dead wrong in what what's going on here. And it's my firm understanding now, knowing what I know, having experienced everything, and Melanie, and and now Carrie, our new team member, uh, everything that we've experienced. Uh, that there's absolutely no way that this is going unnoticed by the resident biologists that control and manage this area. At one point, I said, haven't you ever wondered where all your deer are going? Because I can help you with that. And, and it's in point of fact, when I met this biologist, he was pulling into this particular area. And he got out of his truck, and I introduced myself, and I said, you know, we're, we're – you know, wildlife enthusiasts, <laughs> I just put it that way. And I said, I make wildlife films and we're out here a lot. And, uh, you know, I mean, maybe we can share information. I didn't lead on what was going on at the time, but he said, that's great. If you see any poachers out here, that's the first thing the man said to me. If you see any poachers out here, let us know. And, and that tells me that there is something wrong in their research with the numbers of the deer, because it's not about hogs. I said, the deer and the hog, haven't you ever wondered where the deer are going or, or the hogs? And, and he didn't say a thing about the deer. What he said very clearly, instantly, I almost didn't finish the sentence. And he said, well, we manage the hogs, is what he said. And, and, and I said, well, the deer are, I mean, you have like, there should be a lot more deer here. I can tell you where those deer are going. I can show you the individuals that are taking those deer. You know what I mean? And so I started to show them this. They all came around the other side of the table. And they started to look at images, and no one said anything. No one said anything. 
And I said, you're staring at this thing now, and, and you're looking at a hominoid, uh, an archaic hominoid's bone structure. And this is what this is, and I have, I have well over 1,500 frames. These are still frames from clips where you can see these guys coming forward, taking a peek at me, and they're blinking, and they're turning their heads, and they're checking us out from the thick bush. And these guys didn't want to say anything. And I, at that point, I realized, you know, more than likely, the scenario is that if they even acknowledge any of this, that somebody's going to get in trouble. Or if they acknowledge it, then they have to actually, you know, begin giving some answers or maybe work with me because that's what I was after. I was after trying to get these guys to act as consultants for our research to begin to legitimize it with the mainstream scientific community here in Palm Beach County. Right. <clears throat> and that is what we're going to get one way or another. You know, there's an old Eastern philosophy. Uh, I have an affinity for, for Eastern uh, culture. And, and in, in Japan, they're real big on honor. And one of the things, you know, that back in the day, when, when someone was unable to commit a dishonorable act for the good of the community, they were forced to do it. And the, the responsibility was then not theirs because they were tasked with doing it. You understand? So it wasn't dishonorable then. It, it was a matter of duty because you were obeying. And in the end of the day, that's what's got to happen. I need masses of people to, to then force these individuals into this because at this point they have too much to lose. And that's what I gleaned from that meeting. Either they know or they don't. Either way, they're wrong because they don't want to look at the data. But I have every, uh, every belief. You know, I mean, I obviously can't prove it. I have every belief that they do actually know. I don't see how they couldn't, Mike. Now, when you had three biologists, what were their rankings toward each other? Do you know? It's my understanding that these were the highest ranking biologists in Palm Beach County. This was a government building that I went to, and this was the supervisors and the lead field researcher. Two supervisors and a re lead field researcher. And, uh, and you know, I look at – who, 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 was, who was your most uh, po uh, positive uh, person as far as responding of the three? Was it well, it was just interesting because for me, I'm, I'm, I'm an observer. That's what I do. I've been doing that for a long time. I've interviewed a lot of people over the years, both in person and on my radio show. In person, I've learned to, to observe certain behaviors. It's curious to me that the desk jockey who really runs the show was dismissive. The, the supervisor of, of the field researchers themselves, the guy that actually supervisors, supervises in the field, uh, was was a little more curious as to how much data I had, and the field researcher himself was offended, blatantly offended and angry that that I was out in public doing this. It, it was it was it was interesting an interesting dynamic to witness, and I don't sure. think any of those guys knew my history or my background in in those aspects of of observation. You know what I mean? I mean I used to I used to uh, so, so you, the, the one guy living, you know. So the one guy that you talked to, he brought his superiors in, or, or, or they, you know, he brought he brought it up to them, and they, you know, imposed themselves imposed himself on it as a way of uh, monitoring things. And so then here you go, you got the uh, lower ranking guy um, acting up for them. You say, yeah, I'm, just, I'm one of you guys. Remember, I'm one of you guys. And it's the same old, same old, man. It's old part. You know, it's yeah, the old well, you know, I mean, it's even more what I got out of that from the actual guy that's probably the one who's boots on the ground more than anybody else was he was pissed off 
that I knew what I knew. That's what I got from him. I even said at the end of the meeting, I figure you know, you know, uh-huh. I, figure, I figure you're the one. And, and that's because his behavior clearly d- demonstrated that he was offended by the amount of, first of all, by the amount of data that I had. And, uh, and, and not only that, but uh, the, the techniques that I, that I uh, discussed with them and documenting them, he was clearly irritated that I was infringing on their entire existence. That's what, he, that's what his behavior said. He felt offended that I was disturbing them is what I witnessed, and, and I can't prove this, but this is what his behavior showed. And you know, I watched very closely. I, I even played along with a lot of it. You know, um, but the bottom line is, is you know, it was a it was a it was a meeting to get a general feel for the resistance that we're up against. At no point did I think that any of this was actually going to happen. And uh, and now that we know, we have a better idea of what we need to do. In round two, because this, like I said last time, it's a 15-round fight, buddy. That was round one, and we're going at them. You can believe that. This is in no way, like I said, I think I said this last time we were together, man. This is above what anybody realizes as far as importance goes. What we're talking about, if what I think is going on is indeed going on, and I really believe this um, based on actually talking with people who work for the county, the law enforcement officers that are tasked with monitoring these wilderness areas. I've talked to these people. I've talked to these people when there were actual campers missing, and they would not explain how two men went missing in two different days, one day after the next, from two different campsites, and, and they just didn't even want to get in. They were acting like, you know, I mean, there's been a lot of stuff going on in this same area that we catch these things on film. I've been monitoring this situation closely for two years, and, and what I need to impress is that all of this is – Below the general public's radar, and what that gives these people the, the ability to do is essentially develop and manage policy on these guys out there without the consent of the American people. And this is nationwide. This is countrywide. If the general public doesn't know about it, we do what we want, and that's exactly what they're doing. Now, they don't have to fund Bigfoot research. They can fund deer whitetail research in Palm Beach County and get a lot of information about what's going on out there. I have found these guys game cameras, these Florida Wildlife and, and Game Commission game cameras in these exact areas where these Bigfoot are at. And, and I'm telling you, two plus two is four. I don't buy coincidence. I'm an investigator. You understand? And I look at what's going on here, and there's too many coincidences. And now we have the behaviors of the individuals that are essentially at the top tier of the research aspects, and those behaviors clearly point to some type of involvement, in my opinion. What about jealousy? Do you think there's still the jealousy involved here? I don't know, man. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I try to stay away from all that kind of stuff because it, it, it sort of gets a little introspective, and then I had to look at myself about it. Like, you know, I, don't, I try to keep ego out of that whole thing. And I just look at the behaviors and I say, look, man, this guy could have went 15 different ways. Why did he choose to behave the way he behaved? There's certain motivations that we all have. And, and uh, in the end of the day, I have an affinity for these things because I've been studying in close proximity to the same group for over two years. If somebody walked up to me and said I was being aggressive, I would lose my temper. And that's exactly what this man did. So... What else did they say? What else? What other uh, 
responses do they have? Well, they mean, outside, of, outside of blowing you off and then acting like, well, getting getting uh, agitated. Well, first uh, of all, I don't think they realized that we had the amount of data we had. And so once that became clear, and I discussed a few of the other aspects, the Keystone species side of it, uh, and I talked with them about the displacement of the, the alligators, the other wildlife, the various wildlife. Where's it at, man? It's gone. You go in here and there's nothing. Like, you need to explain this. I can, but you need to, and obviously, you know what I mean? So when we're looking at all these things, uh, you know, I went over all that stuff. It, it's interesting to me that after two hours, these guys were still sitting there listening, and I was the one who ended the meeting. They didn't end the meeting. They were completely willing, and I got the general feeling that I was being on, I was on camera. If you can, you know, because they took me into a boardroom. I thought I was going to be sitting in this guy's office, and it was just going to be me and him, and we were going to have a private conversation about consultation, and that was really what I was after. But when I saw what was going on, and this was going to be an ambush, I changed gears and I went to a completely different, uh, you know, a completely different plan. And so I said, "All right, well, let me see where these guys are at, and uh, and if this is the way it's going to be, we'll we'll put all our cards on the table." And, uh, and we'll see what they have to say. And, uh, and you know, I mean, uh, they talked about a lot of stuff. Uh, the one thing they didn't do after the very first thing they said, which was basically we know who you are. We can explain all of this without, you know, the way you're ex- trying to explain it. It could just be a bush, you know. And I was like, okay, well, how many times have you seen a, a cocoa plum with a caveman's face in it, guy? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't, I don't well, I'm looking at one that. right now. You know what I'm saying? I go, but it's interesting because you know if I if I fly into this area with the drone, uh, there's nothing. And seven thousand frames later, you know, like uh, two minutes later, when I pan the camera around, the same bush suddenly has an eight foot apex skull human primate staring out of the bushes at me. It would be one thing if there was no symmetry, and when the wind blew, the leaves were moving, and the face, you know, wasn't still standing there. You know what I mean? But it's completely different when you can see the individual's skull. You can see the, the top of the apex of the head. You can see the, the variations in the soft tissue between the individuals. Uh, you know, they're in different kinds of cover. Uh, they're in thin cover. They're in thick cover. They're, they're in no cover. We have them in the water. I mean, how are you going to explain pareidolia when there's a, there's a 40-pound head sitting in the water? You know what I mean? Staring at you. There's no tree there, guy. You know what I mean? And and it's if you watch our films, you're going to see this kind of thing because they are they're they've they've adapted to this environment. We have well, it's, def- uh, it's definitely not pareidolia. No, and it's the most ridiculous thing. So you know when they I think when they when it came down to it and and there was a debate that was beginning, that was when they would pull back and try to come in a different way. And really, what I thought was, you know, they were trying to find out if I was doing something wrong because the the one guy in particular, and I think he was in, he was the guy that was in charge of the the actual area from the field. He wasn't a desk jockey, and uh, and he didn't look like a desk jockey. He he looked like every bit of guy. He looked just like my type of guy. And uh, to be honest with you, he 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 seemed to relate a little more to me on an on an on a on a on a more um, even keel. He, he didn't have a – one thing he did say that irritated me was, well, listen, we know that you believe that this is what this is. And I said, well, it's, it's difficult not to believe that this is what it is when there's a King Kong-sized movement coming through the bushes and the treetops are shaking 
You know what I mean? If I point my camera in that direction and you see this, after those corroborating act, you know, occurrences, obviously it is what it is. And then he didn't say much after that. Because I think what they think is, you know, I think, I think what they think is that it, it, a, a simple amount of discouragement from an official is, is what most people will accept and what most people will, you know, it's good enough for them. Um, at this point, I've had way too much experience and I've seen them way too many times. And and I know too much about what's going on to to be casually dismissed. There's nothing that they're going to be able to say to me that I haven't experienced and and can't elaborate on, and then actually back it up with a piece of footage to show them. And when I told them that, it was like you know they kept looking over at the computer, and and I and they really they looked at each other a whole bunch during this meeting, and it was it was just it would have been comical if I had the footage, you would have laughed. Because a lot of the stuff I said, it would trigger looks, and they were looking, they were looking back and forth from each other, and uh, and you know, I mean, it, was, it was an interesting meeting, man. I mean, I look at it like you know, uh, they know what's going on, they know who I am, they know I'm not going to stop. There's nothing legally they can do to stop me because I'm not breaking any laws. And the one thing I, you know, I look at the whole thing and I say, well, if there's nothing out there, why are you trying to dissuade me? Wouldn't you just be like, have at it, guy? You know what I mean? There's nothing there. We're not worried. You know what I mean? But that wasn't the general consensus. I mean, I've had these these it was, types. It wasn't, it wasn't even like, hey, man, this is kind of cool. This might be something here, man. You know, that, not any of that kind of attitude. Huh? Just, no, uh, no, 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 no. They, they were very quick to look at two or three images, not really say much, and then move to the other side of the table as if that was enough and they didn't want to see anymore. And I told them, I said, I have terabytes of data. And I have reports on all this stuff. I've been writing reports for two years. I don't just walk around in the bushes and shoot, you know, film. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're engaged in a study. I have an anthropologist on staff. You know what I mean? And and like you know, they were looking at each other is what they kept continued to do. So yeah, I mean, it is what it is. And uh, you know, I think that this has probably got a lot to well, do with these guys. What, and their what, 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 what kind of financial help do you need? I mean, I don't have it, but there's maybe a listener out there that could. Help out. What kind of financial help do you need? Well, you know, I don't, I don't ever, I don't ever engage in anything like that. I, I provide research on this, and there, and, and our research is solid, and and we don't make exaggerated, exaggerated claims. If I'm telling you, we can back it up, you know. So we have a website, well, and that's where our research is at. And what we ask for is a ten dollar a month contribution, and that's it. You get access right. to all of our research, and you get first crack at it. We may have public releases in the future. But all of those films go on our website for our members. There are, there are that's who funds our research. So our members are the most important thing to us outside of the actual research itself, because there's no funding available for this. So we've had to generate a means by which we can fund it. What I can tell you is this: you're not going to find a, a crew out there that's more serious and harder working than than our crypto reality Bigfoot researchers journal crew. We are about this seven days a week, 365 days a year, and it shows in the work. I put a film out every week, at least 30 minutes long, and, uh, and that's no easy task, man. Between going in the field and, uh, and actually working on the film to construct it and, and actually doing the breakdowns because you do a lot of slow motion breakdowns so you can see what's going on, and you can actually see these guys for what they are. I work in excess of 100 hours a week, man. You know, it's a labor of love, but it's a labor. Trust me. You know. 
Oh yeah, well, you know, somebody can help you out, man. Help them out. Help. help yeah, join out. join the site. Join the site. I mean, uh, you know, I always look at it like this, man. Uh, and I said this to a guy. I said, man, how many times do you eat a McDonald's a month? And the guy's like, ah, once or twice. And I'm like, so eat once and pay the membership. If you don't think it's worth it after a month, then don't then just quit. But I can tell you that anybody who joins, I man, we have very few people that leave because they're in it now. I mean, you know, we show you what's going on behind the scenes. We show you what's going on. This is a mission for us, and, and we're all about it. You know, we're going to get science to listen. Our, our eyewitnesses, our members, and the people that support this project and the Bigfoot Researchers United project in late 2017 are going to participate in the very first campaign of activism to confront the individuals in this country that are ultimately responsible and tasked with explaining our natural world. And they will understand how serious we are. They will understand that. We will have our day and we will be heard. And that's where we're moving with this, you know? So you can be you can be a part of that. You know what I mean? I mean, uh, you know, that's that's what I always tell people. You know, if you want to be a part of something that's, you know, bigger than yourself and is really happening, and you can see it. You know, you can see it. Like you said, you can see it, man. This is really happening, you know? Yeah, it's just, it's just mind-blowing. It's just... Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that I'm glad that you can see it. You know what I what I find is that it takes time. You know, I, I think I think observation and and personal responsibility in that. Like, you know, let me let me just take a minute and think about the importance of something that's outside of what's on television. These are rare qualities in people in this country nowadays, man. And I have an immense amount of respect. There's not a member that wants wow. to see that. Immense amount of respect for people who take the time to observe dude, what we're doing. Dude, dude, how big is this thing that, that you spotted with your uh, drone? That's, that's uh, it depends big... on which one. I mean, we have so many. They're, they're, they range in size from three well, this... feet tall as a juvenile to right big. around that's... 10 feet. We have one. I'm doing a film now. And there's an individual in it that his head has to weigh 70 pounds. He's got to be ten feet or close to it, and that's in the can right now. I'm almost done with it. You know, this dude has the biggest freaking head, man. They're amazing, aren't they? This this is the one uh, the the one that you have uh, that anyone can access via uh, you know markzaski.com or uh, crypto uh, crypto reality us. It's on it's on the images page. It's a uh, videos page. And, uh, and it's the second one. It's one of the, you uh, demonstrating your uh, drone. And I see the face, man. How did you, man, how did you spot that? Well, once you, once all, you see the, it, it's there, man. But one of the like, things that I, think that, that I think people have a tendency to get wrong is that we just fly this thing anywhere, and this is where they're at or everywhere. That's not the case. We crunch an immense amount of data when we're in the field, boots on the ground. And, and we record movement, and we record that spot, and we know where these spots are. Now, after 300-plus expeditions in this area, I can tell you the exact hedge, the exact bush, the exact tree, that these guys have a general tendency to hang around because they're territorial, and they've staked off a territory, and this is where it is. I can fly that drone directly into these spots that I'm very familiar with, and sometimes I hit pay dirt, and sometimes and most of the time I don't, but you know, you get shot with animals, man, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's it's, that's normal, especially when you're dealing with that. 
um, outdoors and wildlife. But this yeah. advanced, the the uh, the gap between the lip, the upper lip, and the nose looks like five six inches, man, at least. Yeah, well, we've recorded uh, a pretty good measure on that. I think normally they're twice the distance as a modern human being. They have a much uh, much more exaggerated uh, protagonist type of uh, lower jaw. It's just very big. It's extended. And, uh, and it's very powerful, man. These guys are very powerful. And, uh, and I can tell you, man, I mean, when you see them come through the bushes and the treetops are moving at 60 feet, something big's coming. You know what I mean? Um, but, you know, you can see, you can see that, that general, um, you can see that general physiology in every single one of them. The morphology of the face, for the most part, the measurements that you see there, you can apply that to almost everyone we have on film. There are a few exceptions, and some of these guys appear to be a lot more human than we expected. And I think that's where, you know, we, we start getting into the genetics explanations, and I don't have that as of yet. Um, you know, we do have, we believe, the DNA. I mean, we've got DNA traps that we've successfully, I've had a sighting and saw an individual about five foot tall, approximately 12 feet from my DNA trap, and the DNA trap was open. And there were finger swipes inside of it. And you know he's not using a spoon. So I got the saliva. And I think it was that individual. I put the lid on it promptly, screwed it in. I put the, uh, the, the trap back in a bag, and it's in our freezer. You know, we're just waiting for the right individuals to come along. I have hair samples. I mean, you know, you find nine, seven to nine-inch hairs that, that don't resemble any native species that's officially classified in the same exact spot you just saw this guy. That's pretty good corroboration. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So we've got a well, we've got a bunch well, of data. You got, you got you, so you got a lot of challenges. Which things is uh, from my from my observation? I you know I'm not privy to be in the known the know for say, but I look at a lot of these. Oh gosh, some I of them are scary, them. aren't they? Well, I'm not talking about the the, the dudes themselves. You know the uh, the swamp Indians. I'm talking about the. Uh, the people out there that are claiming to do research, they're the ones that are scary. Um, oh, yeah. the, the pseudo-research community? Well, yeah, and then this whole thing about, I mean, what what's the legitimacy about, you know, the apparently, oh, what's the gal's name now, uh, Ketchum, and her research? Is it legit? I mean, I, I guess I shouldn't be doing this to you right now. I know her uh, personally. Um, I can tell you that uh, a couple years back, I confronted her uh, privately, and uh, I was doing a. Uh, I had a show in 2012 on a network, and actually it was Crypto Reality. It's you know Crypto Reality has been around for a long time, but I had a show on a network in 2011, late 2011, 2012, and uh, my show was more about you know confronting the academy about the, these types of subjects and. Why are these subjects not being studied when you got so much credible evidence, you know? Uh-huh. And anyway, I, I, I began to study policies and procedure for peer review. And uh, the National Academy of Sciences provides oversight for peer review journals. And, uh, and they're supposed to do that through government policy. And your peer reviewers are supposed to be named. Their credentials and CV are supposed to be listed so that you know who's reviewing your study. If you're a scientist and you submit a study on, let's say, snails – you obviously don't want somebody who studies primates reviewing your snail study. 
So you're supposed to be able to, to transparently review who is reviewing your study for, for actual you know, passing of peer review. Or they may need you to make adjustments, which is interesting. But uh, none of that was afforded Dr. Ketchum. And I had actually contacted her before the study was released, and I said, listen, they're, they're going to do this, they're going to do this, they're going to do this, and they're going to do this, and they're going to do it in that order. And she never got back to me. And I think she was a little naive in the beginning because she didn't understand the resistance that's out there about this. She had her head in her work. One night I'm sitting by the phone and the phone rings and it says Melba Ketchum on it. And I'm thinking, what? So I picked the phone up and we have this instantly, this you know conversation about, she said, what is it that you know? And what is it that you know? Because exactly what you said they were going to do, they did exactly in the order you, you said they were going to do it. And I said, well, first of all, you're alone, and it doesn't matter that you have five people submitting a study or how many contributors. You're just one person, and that's not the way to go about this. You need mass public support. And, uh, and so you know, I, in, in conversations with her, this is what I was told, and that's all I can tell you. I'm not a geneticist, but I can tell you that this person, Dr. Ketchum, has told me repeatedly – that the data is there, the data does not lie, and anyone with a degree in genetics can examine it and will come to the same findings. Now, there has been a lot of information come out to the contrary. One thing that all of those individuals have in common is they haven't looked at the, the actual DNA. They want to they talk about how the study can't be real. They don't want to examine the data. I will say that on the positive side, the individuals, the geneticists who have examined the DNA themselves have confirmed her conclusions. So I hope that helps. Yeah, that helps. <laughs> what, what about these, uh, you know, all these, the, the, the big names in the alternative media world that, uh, you know, they like to do their shows. And they don't really seem to help. Like people labeling themselves cryptozoologists, acting no. as consultants on national television, that kind of thing. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about that one. I was thinking about more of the uh, the big names, like things like uh, oh, coast to coast and all that kind of stuff. You know how they, uh, they just like everything else. Just they use the, it's like a. I am I am totally convinced that there's like the Alex Jones of the world and. Uh, the Norries and all that are gate are gatekeepers, gatekeepers, and that they're uh, they're not they're there to keep us from knowing the whole truth about anything. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, I have I have contacted Coast to Coast on three occasions and submitted my name when we had solid uh, solid data. One of the things I wanted to do was try to boost our membership so we could get funding to get to the next level. We needed some serious equipment. And I thought, well, if I if I can get these guys, you know, and uh, and so they never recontacted me. No one ever contacted. I never got an email. So much as an email. And to my knowledge, and 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 it's my firm belief that you will struggle to find as much solid visual evidence of the Bigfoot species anywhere on planet Earth. Uh, I, from my from my own experience, you're right. And and so yet <laughs> and yet and yet. That's the problem. I have I have individuals See, I have individuals from production companies that produce major television shows that are friending me on social media, that are subscribing to my blog, 
people from coast to coast that are friending me on Facebook, that are subscribing to my blog. I have all of these different individuals, executives from Warner Brothers that are friending me, that are subscribing to my blog, and not one person has ever contacted me. It's interesting. I have I probably have 15 different academics that subscribe to my blog and that are members on my website in various disciplines. I actually have a particle physicist. I found that interesting. I just like I like to say that because I think that's awesome. <laughs> he actually he, he, he emails me from time to time talking about plasma and how he's working with plasma and trying to do this. It's like you know I don't work with plasma, so I'm not real familiar with the the vernacular. <laughs> you know what I mean? Particle well, physics, I, man, it's I, a trip. It might turn out that you are you're dealing with more uh, in reality than they are anyway. So, um, <laughs> That's uh, well, it's no. Well, it's, well, now he's a particle physicist, not a theoretical physicist. Hey, man, I, I I agree with you, and I it's interesting because I look at a saturation uh, on on a lot of this material, and uh, and one thing that all of these people have in common that are going on these shows is they got nothing to show you. They got no data. And the ones that do have been firmly discredited and continue to be firmly discredited. And I find that, you know, interesting and, and contradictive, uh, considering that most of these individuals that have these, these, uh, these platforms to promote the truth seem to be more about you know, not that they're not promoting truth, because I don't want to say that. I don't want to say yeah. that because there's no, some, they're, they're, there's they're a lot of truth in it, but it's it seems to me that they're they're skimming and they're filtering, and that's not just because you know no one's contacted me. I mean, granted, a lot of that, Mike, has to do with me. A lot of that has to do with me. I was offered something three years ago and passed on it because I couldn't have control over final edit, and I did not want to sell out the truth of what's going on for a contract for money and and we went a different route and uh and i'm glad we did it's been a struggle we're still struggling but the bottom line is is there's not a member on our site that won't tell you the exact same thing that they know i'm not selling out the truth this is what it is and we're riding this bitch all the way that's it that's the end of it you know well i totally respect that that i'm i'm in the same position as as far as my my situation uh not quite the same but this but as far as uh you know, uh, you know, I've made a conscious decision to uh, not get anything involved as far as like money and all that goes. And that I would go and find the truth, regardless of where it took me, regardless how many people may follow me or, or, or you know, listen to me, regardless of uh, what may happen and how many times I end up looking like a jackass in the process until I find it. And uh, well, I have respect for that. Oh. Yeah, so it's uh, yeah, it's one of those things. And, uh, Good on you. Good on you, brother. <laughs> well, you know, I think you, you get to a point in your life, and you're like, well, you know, I've done this, I've done that. I mean, when you're talking about like um, folks in the scientific field, if you will, I was involved in that for a while, and uh, I mean, I was working side by side with folks with PhDs and and, and uh, master's degrees, and maybe they may be in. Uh, Marine biology or geology or et cetera, et cetera. And I never was more disappointed with a group of people as being around them. And oh, I understand I, I understand why they compromise themselves 
and they didn't even realize they were doing it, it, it really because uh well money you know they all ended up uh, with a big uh bill from going to school getting their degree and then you know they just don't pay good they doesn't pay very well well you and, know mike man we can't yeah i like like i used to fault a lot of this on on these individuals but if you take the average person, and I think I'm like that, I, I think I'm very curious, and I want the truth, and I want to explore the natural world. Let's take biology, biological sciences, right? You take the biological sciences, and you take an individual who, from 10 years old, was fascinated with the environment. I collected frogs. I collected baby alligators. I collected, you know, you name it. I had a fish tank yeah. with largemouth bass in it. You know what I mean? Anything in Florida, I had it. Snakes, all of this stuff. And I would have gone. I would have gone if my family could afford it. But you take an individual like that who's going to get into science. I mean, this is they were born to do it. And suddenly they're thrust into a world where there are hoops. There are hoops, right? And if uh-huh. you don't jump through this hoop exactly the way it's lined up, you don't pass. And what does that hoop really encompass? It encompasses an exact description of information that you're supposed to learn. They don't call it a university for no reason, Mike. It's a one view. This is what it is. It's the university. And when we start looking at all these things, these people are slowly funneled into ideological thinking on every aspect of science. You're not trying to discover something new. You're trying to forward research on this subject. And the reason I say that is because funding is only available for certain aspects of research. You're going to do that stuff. You have to do it on your own time, and it better not interfere with what you've got to do in order to make a living, put a roof over your head, and take care of yourself. So what we're looking at, essentially, is there's 12 chairs, and there's 14 scientists. That's right. And when the music stops, you don't want to miss that chair. Know what I mean? Exactly. And that's what it is. It's It's a funnel trap. It is what it is. It's an information ideological trap. And and very few people, I'm lucky to have the scientist that I have, the academic that's on staff, because this man would not sell out the truth in light of everything that was going on and essentially gave his career up in mainstream science to pursue the truth. This anthropologist, Dr. Lester, I have an immense amount of respect for this guy. And, uh, and, and, and one of the reasons he's involved uh, is because this guy called me, you know what I mean? And he was like, I know what I'm staring at, and I can see what you're doing, and I want in. This is real, this is true, and I want to help you any way I can, and I was floored. you know. So when we, when we really look at what's going on here, it's the same dynamic that we all have, actually. And, and in the beginning, I used to fault these people, and I was pissed. you know. But I didn't truly understand that you know, somebody has to pay the bills, somebody has to put the roof, you know what I mean? They have the same exact pressures that we have, and in fact, I think they're under a lot more pressure. So it's not that I fault these gentlemen for what they're doing, but when weighing out, like the guys that I met with on Friday, I have an immense amount of respect for these individuals, and I told them that. I I couldn't do it, what they did, to get the degree. There's no way I could do it. Ideologically, it would have offended me. I couldn't do it. There's no way. I'm not that way. I'm not built that way. I would have questioned more things, and I would have been in trouble, and that's the end of it. You know what I mean? I would have started questioning things, and they would have said, this guy's resistant, man. He doesn't – you know what I mean? And, and I would have been ostracized, and that's the end of it. 
you know. But, you know, I look at the situation and we're talking about, Mike, we're talking about a hominoid. We're not talking about an owl that needs protection in the Pacific Northwest. We're talking about a hominoid. And this is why I say, I, I wrote an article the other day on this after the meeting. At some point, we will know who to prosecute when all of this comes out. Because the bottom line is at this point, it's safe to say these guys are real. We can show you that. And if that's the case, why are the areas we're catching them on film actually deemed natural areas and off limits to most of the public? Why are these government-funded projects all over this area? You're not allowed to hunt. You're not allowed to do this. Why is all this going on? And no one's looking into it. Like you have every single sign in the physical environment that they know they're there. The areas are actually protected. They're just not acknowledging to the American people what goes on. And that's you know one of the reasons why I say that leaves the door open for many decisions that the American people have no say in concerning the last autonomous hominoid on planet Earth. That is criminal. I'm sorry. But the American people need to know what's going on. I mean, they need to, they need to have a say in what's going on with this. And they're not afforded that opportunity. Amen, brother. Amen. Hey, man, I, I really enjoyed this. I, I could spend the next <laughs> three, four hours with you just tonight, but i got to get ready to get my son. I have him. Uh, this is my long week with my son, so... Uh, I got to pick them up. I have them until Sunday. So uh, actually, I have them all every day until next Wednesday. So. That's <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah, I, you know, it's the price. It's, it's been a heavy price I had to pay to, even to be involved with my son. So that's the way things have been rigged against me is about being a father. So, but I'm doing the best I can, man. I'm doing that's the best all I can. we can do. That's all we can do, right? But I, I, I want to offer uh, an all branch, and and, and it's sincere. Um, uh, you can come on anytime, anytime you want. You call me, and I will reach out to you. Hopefully, we'll have to do another show in a couple of weeks if you're game. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, if anything uh, significant uh, happens in the next two weeks while we're shooting, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll hit you up, and and maybe we can do something. Yeah, I, I know. Uh, are you still doing stuff with Agenda Earth? That's everything's been put on hold, but that's coming back. As soon as we get this film under our belt, we're going to start promoting again, and uh, and we've got something called the Explorers Club. It's coming to CryptoReality.us. It's going to be a men's only premium content, uh, social media kind of profile networking uh, site. So it's going to be a members only thing, and uh, what it is is it's, it's it's a place where guys can come back, get away from all the political correctness, and be themselves. And that's what we're we're going to promote it as, and we're going to do that. Uh, we're going to be providing uh, shows on 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 lighthearted uh, type subject matter like movies movies for guys, uh, cocktails, proper cocktail mixing, grilling, uh, manly manly pursuits. No, I, I manly pursuits, man. Absolutely necessary. It was one of the things. Uh, uh, one of the things that uh, me and Joe Atwell were talking about, uh, the many different things we were talking about, and one of the things is absolutely ne- necessary. For us to have platoons of friends, man, we got to have our. Platoons. <laughs> yeah, we do, right. we do, we do. Well, we want to. We want you to be able to create your own profile in in the Explorers Club, and uh, and a guy like you, man, you're perfect for it because you're exploring, and that's that's this this is who we're looking for. 
So we want to invite people to come and be a part of that. There'll be opportunities uh, for, for guys like you with shows to come and join us. We want to create a network where people like us can begin to get our information out to a greater number of people on a platform that's really cool. And, uh, and so we're working towards that. That's uh, Dr. Lester and I are going to be working on that in addition to what's going on with CryptoReality.us and, and all the films and research. So we'll also yeah. be doing a ton of shows on history. Dr. Lester's got an incredible mind. The guy's done an, an unbelievable amount of research in, in, into, into history all over the world, man. Planetary history, I, I'll just put it that way. And so we'll always be conducting shows on, on really interesting aspects of that, you know? Right. Oh, I'm always into that, man. I, I, I have a tendency to really aggravate people, though, when it comes to that. <laughs> no, I do. Well, we're, I mean, we're getting the same thing. So, I mean, we're not – we try to examine history from, from a, uh, an evidence, evidence kind of standpoint. Like, you know, okay, we were told this, but let's take a look at what really happened behind the scenes. This is what we're, we're being told. This is what actually was going on kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we like to do that. But uh, we could always talk anytime you want to talk about that kind of stuff too. I'm more open. But uh, oh, I love yeah, it. Yeah, I, I will. Uh, I definitely want to do the best that I can to support you, man. And I think the best that I could do for you is to have done shows and to introduce you to the people listen to me and listen to the show. I should say. Listen. Well, that's awesome, man. And you know, you're doing that. Oh. I appreciate it. I really appreciate you having me back. And I'll give you an idea. I mean, this is the type of shows. I don't even. Know if you have By the way, thanks for being the very first subscriber to the uh, new uh, YouTube channel. Um, <laughs> you I finally got. I finally got around to doing that. I. Um, um, yeah. So, well, it's a milestone. I mean, that's a yeah, beginning. Yeah. That's a beginning. I, I not, not a lot of su- subscribers, but. Uh, so far, for the first week, I'm okay with the number. It's 500 and something views. So that's all right. It's first week, so you know. Most it it people... takes time, but I can tell you that it's going to happen. You got a quality show here, man. I listened to two other your other episodes, and uh, they were great. You oh, know? cool, man! Which ones did you listen to? Yeah, now? man. Which one? Uh, it was, I think, it was one about. Well, first of all, I listened to Dustin. That was great. Okay. Dustin is an excellent guest. Uh, and you know, I haven't talked to him on the phone and I know a little bit about what's going on, but a couple of the things that he talked about, I didn't talk with him about. So I found that interesting. That was great. Um, and uh, I think the other one was something about, um, I can't remember what it was about actually. Well, you can see it was was complicated at first and I thought, what is he talking about? Something to do with, uh, something to do with politics. I think it was, yeah, something to do with politics. I Something to do with politics. I can't remember which one it was. Well, if you do listen to my, you, you, I, I, there's nothing, nothing sacred. I, I tackle everything. So no, I, I like I, that. I like I, that. I, I take it to. I took it. To, I take it to a more honest level. I mean, I just if you get a chance, uh, check out uh, Dreams as Bubbles with. Uh, uh, I think you might get a kick out of that. So we're going to be doing this with bubbles, which is one I just did. Um, Who's the guest? Uh, Jose Barrera and uh, talking oh, okay. about the use of uh, uh, black magic and how it's used in um, by the ruling elite in our lives. I'm trying to think of the title of that other show that you that I listened to. It was I can't remember it. But. Well, dude, I've done a lot since then. You know, I've, I, as you know, I do. You have like some I've, interesting show titles, bro. I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is this, man? You know what I mean? So, but I enjoy it, man, and you know it's great just to have a conversation. 
you know? Well, that's what I'd like to try to do with my guests is, you know, not to be so rigid about it, but uh, if we, um, just be respectful to each other and just love each to say what, what's on the mind. That's like, that's like Dr. Lester and I. I, I. We started out doing a regular show. I was like, let's not do this. And he's like, what do you want to do? I was like, oh, I'm just going to call you, and I'll say what's up. And you say, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how the show starts every time. And where we wind up is where we wind up. So because it, it was like work, you know what I mean? And then I was like, let's not do it like this, man. Let's have fun, you know? And it ended up being really, really relaxing and rewarding, to tell you the truth. And you never know. That's what the agenda is. You never know where we're going to go with that, man, you know? Right. And that's your show, too, you know? I mean, that's one of the things I like about it. I'll try to, I'll try to put a, a cool piece of artwork work along this show, too, this recording. So okay. it, seems, it seems to attract attention, you know what I mean, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, well, you've got to have something cool on a thumbnail, man. You know? I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad I used that one piece on, uh, for our first one. It's yeah, cool. It's looking. good. It's great, man. I check them. I was looking at all of them, too, man. I'm like, man, it's good. this is all yours, huh? Yeah, it's pretty wild stuff, isn't it? It's something I do. I love it. Just, just, just something that I do, man. Oh, great, so, man. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, thanks for having me, man. And uh, and I'll, ge- I'll I'll keep you updated on what's going on. And uh, if you feel the need, man, we'll we'll get together again. Sound good? Yeah. Well, definitely want to get together you know next couple of weeks just uh there's a lot of things to talk about i mean yeah i got so much i can i got information man I, I, if i were you i'd develop some questions <laughs> oh i got lots of questions get some I questions got... lined up man because i got answers it's funny because most people don't ask me the real questions and i really want to answer the real questions you know what i mean i mean that's you know this has been i i can say this the last two shows the questions that you've asked are different than i get and that's why i enjoyed it I typically get the same old, same old, and uh, that your 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 entire approach to the questions and the questions themselves seem a lot more elevated. So I'm I'm enjoying it. I appreciate it, Mike. No problem, man. It's my privilege. Then uh, we'll talk soon. Hey, one more time, is to cover all the different places people can get a hold of you or help you out. Sure, man. It's uh, Mark Zasky on Facebook. That'll be there for a little while longer. We're working on the website now. The website. It's cryptoreality.us, and that's our membership contribution support website. That's how we get funded. So if you want to join, it's nine ninety nine a month for a contribution, and uh, you and get all access to all of our films. There's a few films on YouTube, uh, early stuff, and uh, and then there's some commercials that we have that show some of the new stuff. But uh, cryptoreality.us is how we work, and uh, and so if you're interested, go ahead and head on over, man, and join. And uh, you'll 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 get to see what's going on. We're not shy about showing you what's going on. We we show you what's going on behind the scenes, and you're going to see every aspect of of the research we do. That's what we're all about. So, uh, if you also if you join the website, you also get access to the members forum. We have a private members forum on Facebook. I'm going to put you in that as well, Mike. And uh, and you can also share your work there. That's one of the things we do. We promote everybody's work. We don't like when people share other people's work. But if you work in, in a field like what you do, Mike, in the uh-huh. forum, you can share your work in there with our members. And it, and it helps to begin networking. And, uh, and that's what CryptoReality.us is going to be about here in the future, man. We want people like you to come, and, and we want to get you out there. You know what I mean? So, but that's where you can find us, and uh, we appreciate anybody that joins. You're, you're in direct contact with me personally. We do a live members meeting every couple weeks, and you get to interact with us live via, via uh, a video chat. Check it out, man. That's cool. Cool. Yep. Uh, I hope that happens. That'd be great. All right, man. 
All right, listen, thanks for having me, man. I'll talk to you soon. Absolutely, man. Talk to you later. Have a good weekend. All right, bye-bye. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.